Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. This year, we're journeying together through the book of Proverbs in the pursuit of wisdom. So glad you're tuning in. I'm Steve Bingley, your host. Well, you know, I, I get to serve as a pastor and it's a huge privilege, and I've been serving as a pastor at a local church for almost 15 years now, and so some time has passed. Obviously, I haven't served as as much as other pastors have at our church, and some have so much experience, but you know, there were actually two times in my life when I went through a bit of a, a pastoral crisis. The first uh, pastoral crisis was really what... Um, what I would call a pastoral crisis of failure, or what I perceived to be failure. Um, you know, during seminary, I had dreams of, you know, how I would be used by God. You know, I was young, and I had all these dreams of being used by God in a really mighty way. And I had finished seminary, and I had been serving as a part-time youth pastor, and and I was graduating, and I didn't know what was going to happen next. My wife and I. You know, we, we had a baby on the way, our first, and so, you know, what's going to happen next? Do I go full-time? Well, my year after seminary, I kept working as a part-time pastor, and, and then on the side, I was, you know, I was working 30 hours a, a week at a, like, a tutoring academy to make ends meet, and it was a, a challenging moment for me at that time, you know, and um, I, just wrestling internally with, my gosh, this is not what I, what I signed up for, you know, I felt like I couldn't provide for my family. I felt like this was the furthest thing from my ministry goals. And I, I really felt crushed. But when I look back, I see how God used that season. So that was the first crisis. It was the pastoral crisis of failure or what I perceived to be failure. The second pastoral crisis was one of success or, or what I perceived to be a success. You know, if you fast forward like three, four years from that time, I eventually ended up getting a full-time role at a church, and kind of in the limited local network I was in, I was apparently becoming, in quotes, more known. And so, you know, I started to ride kind of the the preaching circuit, and so I remember in a like a six-month span, I had preached at like four different, or three, four different conferences and a few other events, and this looked like, from the outside, um, success, and yet I felt crushed. I felt crushed because I could not reconcile, on the one hand, the speed at which I felt like I was succeeding outwardly with the lack of speed in which I was um, succeeding inwardly or in my, my spiritual transformation. So I, I felt like externally, my gosh, my, my reputation and my external success was moving so quickly, but in my heart... Um, I felt like I was not spiritually being transformed at the same speed, and so I, I started to feel more and more like like a hypocrite. So where, where am I getting at with this? Uh, when I look back, I see how God was using those two kind of crises moments um, to transform me, to discipline me, and to change me spiritually. So God used both my moments of failure— and my moments of success to grow me and mature me as a person. See, the reality is that God, he, he uses tools to change us and transform us. 
and he will use the tools of success and the tools of failure to accomplish this. We know this because of the passages that we we see today. First, here's what it says in Proverbs 3, verse 11 and 12. The writer says, Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves just as a father disciplines the son in whom he delights. And so what we see off the bat is that um, the Lord uses suffering, right? The Lord uses suffering to change us and transform us. But at the same time, here's what it says in Proverbs 10, 16. Uh, the reward of the righteous is life. The wages or uh, the achievement of the wicked is punishment. And so this Proverbs and we, what we see is that God uses prosperity, right? God uses activity and earning and wages, um, and that can lead to some type of uh, activity of God, right? So what we see is that both suffering and success, they are actually tools in the hand of God. So here's what Tim and Kathy Keller say in their devotional. They say, both success and suffering will test you. Bring out the worst in you, revealing the rats, kind of the rats in your in your life. They are equal spiritual crises. Will you accept what they show you and change or deny and repress that knowledge? They will make you better or worse, but you will not stay the same. And this is exactly what I saw, you know. Um, I think both when I look back at my times of failure and when I look at that crisis of success what i actually what god revealed in me during those seasons was number one my my great pride how much i actually wrestled with pride because and, and entitlement because when i was in the season of failure i felt like oh my gosh how could this be happening to me like this is me for crying out loud right but then when in my season of success i was like yeah that's right this is me and so in both seasons God was uprooting my my great sin of pride and entitlement. And yet at the same time, in both seasons, God was using to refine my character because uh, I remember in, in my season of failure, wow, it was so humbling. It was so humbling. He was uh, teaching me to latch on to him and depend on him and to find my identity in him. But then in my season of great success, he was teaching the same thing that, hey, what you are externally right now, that's not who you really are. You're my child. Do you really believe that? Otherwise, if you pursue this identity, it's going to crush you. And so God was so gracious to me. He was so kind to me to use both contexts to make me more like him. So I want to ask you some questions. You know, when you look back, what's a failure or a perceived failure or a success or a perceived success where God has used uh, to change and transform you. What was that thing? Would you, as you recollect and bring to mind, would you thank him for that? Because that really is a demonstration of not just God's power in your life, but his wisdom and kindness to you. But the second question, maybe this is more pertinent and relevant to you today is, is there something that you're facing right now? Could God potentially be using something right now to change you? It might be what appears to be some kind of failure. It might be a relational failure. 
It might be something with your career, or it might be something um, regarding um, you know, financial, but could God potentially be using that as a tool for your good? Or it might even be on the other side of success or what seems like success relationally, financially, career-wise. But in God's power, in his gentleness, in his sovereignty, in his wisdom and love for you, he's using that. Could God potentially be using something right now to change you? Ultimately, here's how we can know this, and here's how we can know that God is so concerned with your transformation and mine is, well, he left heaven and earth. He left heaven and earth to bring this about. He experienced, on the one hand, the most success any evangelist ever had in the history of the world, and yet, on the other hand, he experienced the failure of humanity on the cross when he died for our sins, and he took and he bore the weight of our sins and our punishment. He, it's not because he needed to be transformed, per se, but It's so that he could fulfill God's commands perfectly on our behalf and to die as our representative in perfect righteousness and then to give to us that perfect righteousness and then invite us to be continually formed into his his image. So what a gift. That's who your God is. That's who my God is. He's using all things for his purposes, for our good. God, thank you so much for loving us, for transforming us, for never quitting on us. We're so grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.